Welcome to the Dream Living Podcast, the podcast for those who want to achieve phenomenal results in their life, career, and business. Now, here is your host, Angela Spears. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dream Living Podcast. This is Angela Spears, your host and Dream Living Coach, and excited to bring you another episode. We're almost at the end of a full month of 2021 and hope things are going okay for all of our listeners. And also for uh, our special guest, I'm going to have to stop saying that pretty soon, Terry Thomas, but welcome to another episode. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing, Angela? I'm great. Great. Good to have you again. And uh, again, if you are just joining us and haven't been listening in the past month or two, we are very focused on career. We do talk about life and business, but our main focus is career. And we're continuing to talk about uh, career-focused topics. And today is no exception. Our focus topic for today is Elements of a great resume. And I thought it was important to talk about this because I'm talking to a lot of clients, of course, who are either making career changes or maybe they've been laid off and are in the job market again. And I often get questions about, well, what should I include on my resume? And I think the first thing you need to really be clear on is your brand, which we did it episode on called Solidifying Your Brand. So if you didn't listen to that, I encourage you to listen to that first and then listen to this episode in that sequence. So uh, elements of a great resume. And um, I think, Tara, you'll have some great perspectives because you used to be uh, in talent acquisition many years ago, and I'm sure that you still are involved in hiring decisions and such. So I'll go ahead and ask you the first question. And it's like lots of people are probably revamping their resume, but how do you get started? Like what approach do you take when you're revamping your resume? What tips would you share? So when you're doing a resume, you know, there's some, there's things, a couple of things you want to think about is what's, what is the job that you're going for? Because that's really going to tailor what your resume looks like. And I guess my first statement or or, or thing or tip I would give is don't be afraid to have more than one resume based on what position you're going for. Um, because when you have a particular position you're going for, you can always, because every resume should have a couple things, right? You should have your professional objective, or I call it a summary statement. Mm-hmm. Um, it should have your employment history, your education, your professional development and you know, memberships or trainings or anything, anything like that, that you have. And then there should be other categories that are job related. But when I think about that professional objective and summary statement, that should reflect whatever job it is that you're going for. Mm -hmm. So like you said, you know, you talked about your brand. It's important to know that because that's going to help your professional objective or your summary statement, but also knowing um, what job you're going for. So you can tailor that statement to that job. So I think that's pretty important. And I think that's an important part of the resume. Yeah, agree. I agree with you. And I I share the same things with uh, the folks that I coach um, is, again, don't be afraid to have different versions of your resume. But I think first and foremost, is you really want to get clear on what that summary is and really get clear on what your brand is, either Mm -hmm. what 
skills you bring to the table. And just a short summary statement. I am a uh, professional in X who delivers uh, solutions in Y. I mean, it could be very simple, yep. but just so it's very clear who you are and what you bring to the table. And I always say that that first statement, that summary statement, qualification statement, whatever you want to call it, is really critical because it will either invite someone or um, engage someone to want to continue reading or right. not. So if right. you if you don't have that clear and crisp, that's that's can make or break you when it comes to your job search. And I like to think of that, you may even call it a branding statement. I like hmm. to think of it as like an ad statement showcasing what you bring to an employer and what sets you apart. It's almost like your sales pitch. Your elevator speech. Yeah, yeah. So if mm-hmm. you're like thinking about what's your elevator pitch or elevator speech, like you said, what is that statement you would share with someone? Mm-hmm. And I, I find a lot of people struggle with that. They just like, okay, so what do I say? And it's almost like what you would say if somebody asked you the question in an interview, tell me about yourself. Correct. I am a ex-professional who delivers solutions and why in, in impacting results and like what results do you achieve? I think that's just a good way to think about it. And again, mm-hmm. it goes back to being very clear on your brand, which is why I say you should listen to that episode uh, and then listen to this one. Right. So all good stuff. So you already mentioned important items to include on your resume. You mentioned your your summary. Uh, that could also be a career objective. It could be either or. Right. Um, your your profile, your experience. You know your, what jobs you've had. What other key elements would you say <clears throat> should definitely be included in a resume? And also think of it as you as a hiring manager, you as an HR uh, leader. What what are some of those things, key things you look for when you're scanning a resume? So when I'm looking for at a resume, number one, I need it to be um, concise and written well. So as a, whenever you're doing a resume, make sure somebody else looks it over for the grammar mistakes or, you know, just a way to say things in a more concise manner. Because when I'm reviewing a resume, I don't have time to read a book. I'm I'm reviewing resumes. (laughs) I'm not trying to read paragraphs of what you did. So I'm looking for bullet points. Give me the in and out. And so I can scan and see if you have the qualifications that I need. Right. And Mm -hmm. then one of the things they always talk about in resume, which you should have is like you want your uh, when you're talking about your job responsibilities, you want those items to be what I call the star theory. And you want this to be very concise, but you want the situation, the task, the action, and the result. And the result is very important. Like Mm -hmm. I managed um, XYZ project, which which, um, reduced our expenses by blank percentage, Mm -hmm. right? People want to see what did you do and what was the impact? And you need to do that as concisely as possible. And for each um, job, you want to, you want like four or five bullets. I don't need 10 bullets in your job again. Cause I'm, I'm not trying to read a book. I, mm-hmm. I need you to put your, your, the job, that title that you have, whatever it is, the amount of time that you've worked there. So let's say 2018 to present or whatever it is. And then I need four or five bullet points that are going to really describe what you do and what results um, you were able to produce. Mm-hmm. That to me is a good, strong resume. Yeah. 
Absolutely agree. What you mentioned in terms of I led X project that led to X, that's that's what I like to call key accomplishment statements. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have your the you know your the company, the, your job title, um, when you're listing your experience in the experience section of your resume, then you may have just a summary, a very high level summary of your job description, mm-hmm. just so people know what you were responsible for. Then right. under that short description is where I think you should have those bullets that have what accomplishments did you make? What what key accomplishments did you uh, help to lead? What mm-hmm impactful results did you achieve in that job? And again, to your point, that is what HR professionals are looking for. That's what hiring managers are looking for. They want to see that you're able to do the job, that you're able to make an impact when you come into the door. And they want to see that you've had experience in that as well. So I would say that's in addition to that summary statement, just so you can make sure people want to keep reading That's Mm -hmm. the second most important thing I would say to include in your resume. Describe your past accomplishments, highlight your ability to be a strong contributor in the organization. Okay, so that's super, super important. Now, what about, I've had questions from people that say, um, in fact, I was I was on a call earlier this week where somebody said, you know, how many years of experience should you include? I've got uh, this person, particular person had over 30 years of experience. And she honestly felt like she was being discriminated against from, mm-hmm. from an age perspective because you yep. have this long history. But what, what, what uh, advice would you give to someone? Like how far back should you go? And also what if it was, what if you were with the same company for that long? What advice would you give to someone in that situation? Wow, Angela, great question. So first of all, um, we recommend that you don't have to go back more than 10 to 15 years. You do mm-hmm. not have to go back to the beginning of your career to uh, for in your resume. And the reason being is usually, you know, experience change, I mean, things change over time, right? And that job you had 30 years ago probably has nothing to do or is very far away from the skills and capabilities you have now. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to see that right out of college, you worked at, you know, um, a retail store for, you know, as the assistant manager, if you've been a director now, I don't need to see that. So going back 10 years is plenty, 15 at the most. Um, Which brings me to my second point is that your resume should not be any more, try to keep it to two pages. Yeah. Two pages is, that's that's what it should be. That's why I say only go back 10 to 15 years, 15 at the most, really 10 is more the sweet spot. And then great question about, you know, if you've been at the same company forever, you know, do you do a chronological resume? Well, there's two types of resumes. Let me back up. Mm-hmm. There's one that's called a chronological resume and there's one called a functional resume. Right. The chronological resume will list your jobs. Let's say you've been at four different, uh, companies, you know, you'll list those jobs in chronological order. If by chance you've been at the same company and just moved to different jobs, you can do what we call a functional resume where you list more. This is where I worked, you know, and these are some of the key um, jobs I've had, but then you list your key accomplishments versus every single job that you right. had. 
And I've got it, you know, you can go online and look at um, different examples of those, but functional resumes probably work more for people that have been in the same company for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, Mm -hmm. um, because they can, they can highlight the key accomplishments that they've had throughout their career versus talking about, well, this is what company I was with and this is what I did, blah, blah, blah. So, um, I would recommend if you've been at a company for a while, try the functional resume, resume, see if that works for you. Chronological is probably more what you see um, on a regular, but functional resume works also. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I agree with you. Uh, some e- I've even heard some people say seven to 10 years of experience. But like you said, mm-hmm. no more than 15 years, you don't have to and really make sure you include things in your resume that are relevant to right. the job you're trying to seek. So to your point, like you said, if it's an assistant manager, right out of college, um, that may not be required if if it's not skills needed for the job that you're applying for. Mm-hmm. But uh, but if you were a, a manager, assistant manager right out of college, that functional resume might suit you better if the, um, it aligns to again the job. If that experience aligns to the job that you're looking for. Um, and again, that functional resume is where you would focus on those accomplishments. And so you might title, you might buckle, bu- bucket a functional resume into key areas of expertise. So Correct. maybe it's like you mentioned, assistant manager, retail. So retail manager experience, and then you just kind of have a summary of those experiences that you had along with the accomplishments that you achieved. And then maybe it's uh, customer service. I'm, I'm just thinking of examples that might align to that client service. And then what uh, responsibilities you had related to that and then what key accomplishments you had uh, for that as opposed to I had th- this most recent job, then the next job, then the next job. So you can um, Google and find examples of what those different types of resumes are, but you have the chronological, the functional, and then you also have what you might call a modified functional, which is just, like I said, where you're bucketing your accomplishments by skill and Mm -hmm. expertise. So there's different ways of doing it. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, because I actually have a, a, a example in front of me and it has you know, it highlights the person's qualification and then it has prof- professional accomplishments and then it has key skills and it just bullet points all those key skills. And mm-hmm. then it has the work history, but it just says worked at this organization, you know, for this amount of time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. what a functional resume, that's how it kind of flows. Right. Right. So um, good, good stuff. Good stuff. And so I have, I kind of have a, I've heard just a little bit about, is there a certain preferred resume? Like we talk about a a functional resume, but would you say that that has any impact or or in terms of being seen by a recruiter or by a hiring manager? Like, is there one format that's preferred over another? And uh, let's say you went the functional resume uh, route. Is that going to hinder your success in any way? What, What are your thoughts about that? So I think more so people are used to a chronological resume, right? I think that's what you see. That's the norm. However, if your functional resume has those bullet points, again, be concise. And if you have those, um, if you take the job description, the job you want, and you you put those words, those buzzwords, either in your summary and your professional experience, that's what they're going to see. Because what, what 
um, recruiters do, and now they have software to do it. You know, they're looking for the buzzwords that's going to say, mm-hmm. okay, let me, let me pull these resumes. I got a hundred resumes. I'm only going to look at, you know, 25 or 30. Let me just pull it, put in the buzzwords. You've got the buzzwords in your resumes. That'll pull your resume to the front, number one. And then as they're actually reading them, if you keep it in bullet point form, so it's concise, it, you're going to much, you're going to have a much more likelier chance that they're going to actually look at it. I'm telling yeah. you, if you, you write a book, they ain't looking at it. Right. Maybe, maybe in the educational realm, but not in the business world. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how you mentioned the keywords are key. And what I recommend people do is look at the jobs and what those key buzzwords are in those jobs. Generally mm-hmm. speaking, like look up several of them, not just the ones that you're applying for. And those keywords should be all over your resume so that it can come to the forefront. And it's just so you can even have your resume seen, because if it doesn't have those keywords, it's not even going to be seen. It's not going to be looked at. So that's mm-hmm. very, very important. And it goes back to what you said in the beginning is to tailor your resume to the job. Now, mm-hmm. we were, uh, I wasn't going to bring this up, but what do you think about the importance of a cover letter? Mm, I Cover letters are not as um, looked at as much as they ha- had been in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably due to using software, more software than not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people just get to the resume. Cover letters, I mean, if you want to write one, it's not going to hurt. Mm-hmm. It's not going to hurt, but I don't, I don't know if it has any particular advantage anymore. Okay. Good advice. Okay. And then my last question, I think, if I don't think of any more while I, while we're having this conversation (laughs) is what are some resume mistakes that you have seen that we should all avoid when we are doing our resumes? (laughs) All right. Well, um, okay. So these are going to be really kind of nitpicky. So just bear with me. Okay. I'm talking. I'm talking about when you're looking at your resume, changing tenses when you're when you're in your you know putting your bullets in from past, present to future. Just mm-hmm. kind of watch that. Um, don't use a font that is hard to read. Stay consistent with the font size, except for the heading. That's usually a little bigger. Sure. Um, don't have more than two pages. I just I did say that. Yep. Make, make sure everything's action oriented. Like um, make sure you have a result or some type of impact that really shows what you do, what you do, your key accomplishments. You do not have to include personal information in your resume. Like um, even addresses, you don't have to put your address on your resume anymore. I know people still do that mm-hmm. because, and you, you know, use your cell phone number. Oh, a good one. Do not put a crazy email address on your resume. Mm-hmm. Like terrysexycool.com. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Do something like, you know, g- you know, very generic. Terry at gmail.com. You want it very generic. You don't want anything crazy. If you have a crazy um, uh, email address, get another one for your business, mm-hmm. you know, like for business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, be honest. Don't, don't write anything that you haven't done on there. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. That's good advice. Uh, <laughs> be honest. Um, and I think that's probably, those are probably big ones. Oh, here's, and here's one for you. And um, if you're not, if you don't feel comfortable writing resumes or if you're not that good at it, or you just don't like it, there's a lot of people out there who will write resumes for you or help you write your resumes. Get some help. Yeah. Um, to be very honest, I don't like, I, I'm in HR and I don't like writing resumes and I, I don't, I don't. 
So mm-hmm. I've had my resume professionally done, and that has been um, very good for me. One last tip, refresh your resume um, at least once a year. Yeah. Maybe six months. At least take a look at it, right? Yeah. You never know when that opportunity is going to pop up that you may want to you know, apply for or go for. And if your resume, I'm like, crap, I haven't done my resume in a year. Mm-hmm. That's not a good feeling. So it's yeah. always good to keep your resume up to date. So I would say check your resume. I, you know, I would say every six months is probably best. Yeah. Good so. advice. Good advice. So just, those are all great, great, great um, tips. One thing I would add is make sure that your statements are very concise and not too wordy. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like I said, when you think like, imagine you are looking at your resume for the first time and you're a hiring manager. If you look at it from those eyes, like first get it done, you know, get it finished and then step away and then yeah. look at it with a fresh set of eyes or maybe have a friend look at it and just say, yeah. does this concise, does this make sense to you? Um, so, you know, be concise. Don't be too wordy. Make sure to not use passive voice. You want to yeah. use action statements. So a, a, a don't is um, like worked on creative projects to teach children. That's very passive. It's like, okay, what did you do? <laughs> That's great. You worked on projects to teach children, but specifically, what did you do? So another example of that might be designed and implemented creative uh, curriculum for elementary school children. And even more impactful would be that resulted in uh, mm-hmm. improvement in uh, scores. I'm just totally making that up, but but that's make sure you have active statements in your resume. Uh, another thing is, uh, and this is probably more of a question, but uh, you know how sometimes you put uh, at the at the bottom of your resume. I've often done is references available upon request. I think that's fine. I don't think you have to list your resume, your references in the body of your resume because they're, they're not going to use it until they're ready to offer you the job anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's just another tip that I thought about. Um, mm-hmm. What's another don't? If you, I've seen, you know, more modern resume, sometimes people add their picture. Make sure your picture is a high resolution picture and it's clear. Because uh, when you think about your brand, make sure everything in your resume reflects the brand that you want to portray. So your brand, and again, brand and resume interlink so much. Your brand is how ex- people experience you. So when someone's looking at your resume, that's a way that they're experiencing you. So make sure that that experience is positive <laughs> so that it's clear, concise, uh, to the point, has active statements, and it's engaging. It's like, oh, I want to know more about this person. So those are, those are the only things that I have to add. Anything else you have to share about resumes? No, I think that's it. I think it's a good start anyway. Yes, yes. So one thing I want to mention here is that I am hosting what we call coaching circles for those who are in the job market and uh, looking for a new job, looking for a career change, or maybe you've been laid off and you're you're, uh, struggling finding something and just kind of want some tips. So what is a coaching circle? Coaching circles are where there are people who are in the same situation as you look at in that situation I just described, looking for a career change, trying to find a job. And it's an opportunity for 
peer coaching where you have other people in your situation who share what's going well for them, what's not going so well for them, uh, sharing their, their challenges. And then you have the peers help you uh, work through solutions to help you. Um, so I'm uh, definitely doing that on a weekly basis. If you're interested in um, participating in something like that, please email me at Angela Spears at dreamlivingcoach.com. And I'm happy to let you know the dates and times and such. Uh, it's free of charge. So it's there's no cost to it. And we had our first session this week and it went really, really well. But people got solutions. They were connecting with each other. And Networking is a topic we're going to be talking about soon. It's a way to network and networking is so key to finding a job. So I want to mention that. And also I have a course that I'm going to be offering later in March uh, that covers navigating a career change. So make sure you stay tuned, listen to the the podcast so you kind of know what's happening because there's a lot of offerings that will be provided to support you in your career journey. And Terry and I are also hosting a goal setting and vision boarding party, March the 13th at 1030 Eastern time. We'll soon be publicizing all the details about that as well. So check me out on www.dreamlivingcoach.com. Continue to listen in so you're aware of all the exciting events that are forthcoming. So have a great day. It's almost February. So uh, enjoy the second month of 2021. Again, I hope it's going well for everyone. Thank you, Terry, for always being uh, such a great asset to the podcast. I appreciate having you. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.